to talk about, thank you so much, Chet. I'm going to talk to you all today about a fella named Joe. You see, everybody likes to make fun of me and says that, uh, you know, we are the house of Job. Thank God I'm really not the house of Job. <laughs> because, uh, well, actually, I don't know, Job got it all back and then some, right? But the thing of it is, is when I say this, the title of my message, if you'll give me a little you know, lenience here, is the gospel via Job. Do you understand that if you dissect Job's journey, the gospel of Jesus Christ is spoke through everything that happened through and with Job? You're looking and going, huh? Yeah, I'm going I'm to lead you there. Just hang on a minute. Y'all got your Bibles, right? Get your Bibles out. Guess where we're going? We're going to Job. Yeah, so if you can find Job in your Bible, go to Job uh, chapter 19, 25 and 27 is where we're going to be at. Now, I'm reading out of the NLT, uh, but you guys got to understand, let there be light. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> and it was good. I'm good. Here you guys. I when I study y'all, I, I my wife will tell you I am a complete and total utter mess. Because I'll have King James, New King James, and NLT, NIV, American Standard, NASV. Everything's sitting out, and I'll be reading it. She goes, It's the same verse. And not really. Sometimes the wording, God takes me and says, that's the one I want you. So I went to, I, I usually come out of NIV today. I just went out of NLT, okay? So uh, give me a little attitude there and I'll be okay. It doesn't matter because I'm preaching. So I'll do what I want. <laughs> so here it is. It says, after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself, right? I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. Now my heart yearns within me. Do you understand what happens here is Job's talking about seeing Jesus, seeing God face to face. Do you know that's what our goal is supposed to be? We're not supposed to think, man, I hope I have a nice house. Man, I hope I get a pretty girl. Man, I hope my car don't break down. None of that stuff really matters in the grand scheme of things. You better hope, like Alan and Lisa that were sitting over here, when Alan's mama come to the end of her time, you better hope she knew she was going to heaven. And you know what? When she got there, she opened up with her own eyes and saw God. What a great thing to think about when you leave here. You know, I, I, Alan always tells me all the time, I, Alan, he's got, you know, a sense of humor. Really, he does. And, and, and he told me, he said, you know, I want to go like my uncle died, you know, in his sleep, not screaming and yelling like the people in the car with him. Yeah, you know, I just don't want to be that guy. I don't, I want to, when I go, I don't care. I just know where I'm ending up. You get me? I want to get there and know that I'm saved. We just sang a song, I speak the name of Jesus, right? I speak the name of Jesus. You know, it says that with his name, we have all authority of heaven. 
We do. Do you know what limits that? Us. Oh, I be, how many? I, you know, I've even found myself. You know, I, I, I'm not here to, to blow smoke up anybody's tailpipe. All right, here's what I'm going to tell you the truth. Here's the deal. I've actually prayed for people knowing in my heart they ain't, they ain't getting better. Isn't that terrible? It's the truth, though. I, I prayed, oh, God, we're supposed to say heal this person. There ain't no way you're healing that. Because my faith was little. My faith was little. How many of you, your faith is little? I want you to think about it. You're saying, oh, I got pretty much of it. I got a lot of faith. Just think about what Job went through. In a matter of a day, all ten of his sons and all of his flocks were murdered and slaughtered or stolen by marauders. So all of his earthly wealth. Well, thank God that Joe Biden gave me unemployment for another four years. There wasn't unemployment. He had nobody to fall back on. Do you get me? And you know what he did? He kept praising God. You know, the, the thing of it is, is here, here in, in, it says, As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. Right? Yes. This is verse 25. Right. Go to 25. Did you get 25 on there, Anna? I don't think so. I told you 26 because I didn't have my glasses on. Could we, I, I'm gonna, I'll just read 25 to you. 25 says, But as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that He will stand upon the earth at last and after my body, right, has been decayed. Do you get me? That's where we go. So 25, I know my Redeemer lives and that in the end He will stand on earth. Do you understand that part? Do you know what that is? That's Him coming back, y'all. Do you get it? Job wasn't talking about the incarnation. He wasn't talking about Jesus being born. He was talking about coming back to earth to stand here and say, I am the I am. You get me? Now, here he is going through stuff. You see, through Job's experiences, what happened is his faith got deeper. Think about this. Through his stuff, he got stronger. How many of you going through stuff ever felt like, yeah, just I'm just here to pump you up? No, no. You feel like you're being tore down, don't you? You feel like it's being pulled out from underneath you. But what happens is, is if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, a true relationship with Jesus Christ, when you're going through the stuff, you can sit back and go, man, this is not going to be a good ride. But God. Are you hearing me? But God. It's when you try to take the steering wheel out of his hands, things get a little sketchy. 
That's what happens a lot of the time. You see, we're trying to make things happen that aren't supposed to happen in our time. In our mind. Do you get that? Here's the deal. I would love to be able to get up and walk down here and stand next to Jason and just preach my heart out. I'd love to be able to get up and walk around here and just tell y'all exactly what Jesus Christ has done in my life. But you know what? If I stand up and start to walk right now, I'd probably fall. But when Jesus heals me, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to get up. I'm coming out there. And I ain't going to be worried none because he's going to take the situation. Do you understand that? You see, it says, I know my Redeemer lives. The first thing Job did is something we all have to do. He expressed his belief in the need of redemption. He didn't say, I know God lives. My Redeemer. That means, you know, that the first verse in Job, Job 1.1 says, He was an upright and righteous man. That means he was a good dude. He had no sin. He wasn't walking around hiding stuff and burying stuff. He was a good dude. But he still understood he had to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ in order for him to go to heaven. In order for him to see God face to face, being a good dude don't get you there. Jesus and the blood of Christ gets you there. He called him his Redeemer. You see, the moral character, some of us uh, feel that if we, uh, you know, that's not really a bad thing. It's, you know, it doesn't say in the Bible specifically, do not smoke Marlboro or drink Heineken. It also doesn't say don't shoot up methamphetamine. I ain't doing that neither. Are you hearing me? Why do we make excuses to try to get past what we know we're not supposed to do? We try to make things a little bit easier on ourselves because you know what? We're actually breaking one of the commandments. Did you know that? It says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Do you know every time you try to change the word of God, you try to change God and you're making your own God? That ain't even in the message right here. I want you to understand something. You can't change God to fit what you're supposed to be, you want to do. You change yourself to do what God wants you to do. And that's what Job was saying. I was a good man, but I still had to be forgiven for my sins because he was born into a sinful world, y'all. Ephesians 1, 7. Paul tells us, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Man, so we're already through the first part of the gospel, aren't we? You have to believe and ask Jesus Christ to forgive your sin and, and, and come into your heart. Job did that, right? Then it said, the second thing that Job did to live out the gospel and through a trial is Job, Job expressed his belief in the Lord's second coming. You see, God bless you. 
It's not to say that Job actually fully understands the Lord's first coming versus the second coming. The suffering servant, right, at the, at the last, and it is what it said. He said, in the last time, right, God will stand on this earth. Do you know what that, that's the second coming, y'all. You see, how many of you in here have ever heard Jesus Christ is coming soon? Anybody? Do you know every Assembly of God church in 1970 through 1980 had a slogan on their church? Jesus Christ is coming soon. Can I tell you, when you're like seven, eight years old, and somebody preaching up here, Jesus is coming soon. I'm thinking, buddy, I better get right because I'm not going to wake up tomorrow. Jesus is coming. I better make it right. And I prayed, I prayed. Every time they had an altar call, I run to the altar because I know I might have done something and I wasn't going to miss it. I didn't want to miss it because he's coming soon. And around 13, I'm like, dude, this dude ain't coming. I've waited five years. I only got five more to live. Might as well play it out, right? So I went running amok. Well, now I'm a whole lot older. And I'm telling you, <laughs> Jesus is coming soon. You know, I think we might have been a few years early on that slogan, and I think the Assemblies of God better start pumping it back up and saying, Jesus Christ is coming soon. But you know what? Here's the problem. I seen a t-shirt yesterday. I was going to buy Logan. I might still do it. It said, video games ruined my life. Thank God I got two extra ones. Do you understand the way our children are thinking right now? No, I'm, ser I'm serious. It's hard when your reality is blurred a little bit to where every game you play. I, I did this thing in, in Pahrump where we, we had, uh, when COVID first hit, uh, God instructed me to do a vacation Bible school. And we had 14 students that had single mothers or dual working parents that had nowhere for their kids to go. And they came to the church every morning from 7.30 to 4 o'clock. They would stay there and I would feed them. I would help them get their schoolwork done and get everything. And if they were good and got their schoolwork done, we would go to the youth room and we would play video games. And I was watching these guys play these blow them up games. And it was like, watch this, uh, I killed him with a knife. Uh, I shot him in the head, look at him, watch his head explode. Uh, and I'm like, dude, that's pretty, that's pretty memory. Don't worry, he'll just, he'll just regenerate. When you regenerate, you're either going to be in heaven or hell. You don't get a do-over here. And what we've done is we've lessened the bite of hell to our children. To where they're not afraid. Do you know why at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, for five years I was at the altar. And you know what? Back in the 70s, they used to have altar call every Sunday. 
in the morning, Sunday night. And if you went to men's ministries, they did it. If you, and when you're a preacher's kid, you're drugged to women's ministries too. They had Bible, they had prayer. They had, you want Jesus Christ? Yes! I want you to think about that. That's a whole lot of me asking Jesus to forgive me for stuff that I did. You know, I still do it about that much, if not more. Because some of y'all are challenged. Go ahead, man. Here you go. Right here. Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's all right. We used to have one with a hamster in it. But here's the thing. You guys got to follow something real quick. Your children don't understand what hell really is. You see, Job understood the reason why he had to be a good and moral person. Shannon, do you know that what you do at home, I'll never know. Yeah, yeah, unless you give me a call. <laughs> You're not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and I love those calls because it kind of makes my day. You know what I'm saying? But it's one of the things because it's like, her kids? Oh, my Lord. I don't know if either one of them are going to make heaven. But I'm telling you right now. I didn't it, where, 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 Oh, that. Oh. I didn't know you were still in here. Sorry, pal. Here's the thing. <laughs> you guys got to understand something. I get a phone call. What you do at home, I'll never know. Do you know I'm not in Overton every day? Do you know, Jason, I ain't never been to your work? I don't even know for sure if he has a job. I just know he has, you know, nice hair, pretty wife, and kids that are cool. You know what I'm saying? At least he's got one cool one. The other one's, you know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, here he is, you know what I'm saying? I don't know you know you, right? I know of you, but I don't know you know you. And even if I know you know you, because, you know, I know that woman right there fairly intimately. Do you know that... I don't know what's going on in her head. And right now I do. All right now she's going, oh God, where's this going? And I just, <laughs> was I close? Was I close? Here's the thing. I don't know exactly what's going on in her mind. I will tell you this. I know that Jesus does. I know God does. So what? You don't need to come up to this altar. I had them put these altars back in here on purpose. Because you know what? Sometimes you have to physically do something to get up out your seat and show God I'm seriously laying it down. And when you get back, you leave it here. It's a... Well, you know what? Do you know me dunking you in water? It's called baptism. But, we, you know, we don't spritz. We, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you know that spritzing or whatever, it's all symbolic. I'm dying to everything of this world. And I come up a new being in Christ. Amen. It's symbolic, isn't it? Lay it at the altar. How many times have you heard that? Lay it at the feet of the cross. Lay it at the altar. 
we put this pretty piece of furniture. It's not furniture. This is a place of respect. This is a place that deserves respect. This is a place, you know what? When things are too heavy for you to handle, you bring it and you leave it and you speak the name of Jesus as you leave. Over every heart and every mind. Depression. Do you understand what I'm saying? All of those things go in there. But the thing of it is, is Job knew that Jesus was coming again. Somehow, folks, we've got to have... Do you know that nobody fears dying anymore? They don't. Can I tell you a secret? If Jesus took me this minute right now, right here, I'd be all right. I ain't afeard none. Now, my wife would probably be a little bit not happy. And her and Jesus would have to have a conversation to bring that peace that he says he gives us, right? And if Jesus took my wife, me and him would definitely have to have a sit-down conversation. You know what I'm saying? All right, bud. Here's the deal. That wasn't part of my plan. What, nobody's ever thought this way? I'm, I'm just weird, I guess. But that's all right. I like me. Here's the thing you've got to understand. People that don't even know Jesus no longer are fearing death. You say that. You say that, and I say that, but you know what's funny? Gary, me and you, we're going to go to Mesquite, all right? We're going into Walmart, okay? I want you to follow me. It's fun. It's fun. Now, I want you to do that this week and see what happens. You walk in there with no mask on. Every time you walk by somebody, you go, <laughs> you tell me they ain't afraid of dying. When you see people driving a car by their self wearing a mask, you tell me they're not, well, stone stupid one, but afraid of dying too. I don't know about you, but who are you catching it from? The radio? Take off your mask! Especially the ones wearing glasses and they're going, oh no, no, don't pass him, don't pass him. You know what I'm saying? You guys got to figure this out. Yeah, you say they're not afraid of dying. They're afraid of dying so much that they're allowing a government to control their mind and thought process and tell them all this stuff because if you don't do this, you're going to die from the invisible COVID. But you know what's funny? I just lost a minister friend of mine just three days ago to COVID. He fought COVID for six months. Long battle. The damage done was humongous to his body. And it was so wild to watch Ron bounce back. And it's like, hey, you look good. We're probably coming home in two days to please pray. His oxygen stats are at 50. It's not good. Oh, it's getting better. Oh, it's bad. And Renee finally texted this week, my beautiful husband. 
stepped into the presence of his Savior. Did you know statistics say that every two seconds, a hundred people die in a normal year? That's a lot. Well, it can, it's from everything. It's from everything. Bought surgeries. You know. Why, why, do we, why are we worried about when God's going to take us? Just be ready for when He does. You're ready. You understand what I'm saying? But here's the thing. He understood God's coming back. He's coming back. And, 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 and He's going to take us. You know what the best part about it is? I'm going to read this one because this is kind of cool. Oh, don't do that. That would have been bad. Y'all would have never found an end to this one. Where did it go? There it is. John describes the Lord's second coming as this. The conquering kings of kings. says, Behold, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn over Him. So it is to be. Revelations 1-7. I want you to think about that. He's coming back in a host of clouds, right? He's coming back. They let me not be president because I'm telling you, this thing would have been totally crazy. I would have had us a party. You know what I'm saying? We would have had, the, you know, Chinese nothing. You know what I'm saying? Here we go. We're just going to keep on going here. It says, and uh, then he says, after my body is decayed, yet in my body I will see God. You see, Job was talking about his insurance. He said, I will see God. Now, how can you see God if you did? Talking about being resurrected, wasn't he? He said, when he comes back, I'm going to see him. And it even goes in and talking about, our, you know, in Corinthians 15 and 42, he says, and the dead in Christ shall rise. Do you know what? I can't wait. You know, it says that first, right? The dead in Christ shall rise, and then we will join them. I want you to hear about that. There's an order there. What a freak out moment when the graveyard bounces empty and a bunch of Christians go hallelujah as we're going up. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's talking about God coming for the church. But what we're doing is we're telling it, it's, you know, you don't have to be afraid, honey. I have a problem with that. You ain't figured it out yet. I got a problem with that. You see, Job also talked about the bodily re resurrection. You see what I'm saying? That's Here we go. He said, yes, I need to be redeemed. Yes, there's nothing but the blood of God, right? And then he's like, we know he's coming back. And then he's talking about we're going to be gone with him and we're going to be in heaven forever. Do you understand? If your faith, if your faith in God is strong, this world can't mess with you. I want you, Mary, I, I, I know things come up, right? Ever had that temporary, ah! I, I'm the only guy that's been there, you know? 
<laughs> I did it. I told y'all when I was driving to Vegas last week from my escrow in my house, right? Which, by the way, it's beautiful. <laughs> you guys, y'all invited any time. Just drive for you know, two and a half hours that way. But here's the thing. When you get into town, text me. I'll let you know where it's at. Here, maybe. The thing of it is, is <laughs> unless you bring Gary. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Deal's off. I mean, Vanette can come all day. You bring Vanette, you're in. Here's the thing. I'm just kidding. And we just, there's not enough room in, in my house for me and Gary's ego. The thing of it is, you've got to understand. It's only 1,800 square feet, bud. The thing of it is, is this. On the way to close escrow on my house, I was $400 short. Well, I knew it was too good to be true. There ain't no way that a disabled cripple going to buy a house in this day and time. Just, God just messing with my brain had me thinking this all the way to $400. If I'd have known I was $400 short, I wouldn't have bought my son something because I spent a lot of money on that one. And it's like, I wouldn't have bought him something. I'd have had $400. But no, instead, I ain't got a house. I ain't got a place to live in. We're going to be living in Allen and living and. And Alan and Lisa's living room. Put all my stuff in storage again. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I've had a temporary freak out moment. Ain't nobody in here ever done that stuff? Y'all liars. <laughs> Vanette, the halter's going to be full this afternoon. Here's the thing. And then all of a sudden, I remembered. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. <laughs> his house over my own heart and my own mind I change the words around sometimes to make it hit me a little bit more in my and I just started thanking Jesus and praising him we got to Vegas my lone guy come up hey I found $500 you're good I left and had $65 in my bank account. We ate at McDonald's. I ate a nugget. <laughs> Do you understand what I was saying? Have you never had a freak out moment? You see, sometimes God has blessed me. I don't know about y'all. With a memory of songs. I can close my eyes. And I can see my grandma. Inez Smith. Sitting right there with a the white hanging thing. Wave the answer back to heaven. Y'all are probably going, what? See, it's my memory. Hold the fort for I am coming. Think about it. When things get too tough, I keep hearing old songs. I can see my grandma who held down until the Lord brought her home. I can see it in my eyes. When I'm starting to feel my oats and think I'm, you know, believe in my own press. Because, you know, y'all will talk me up quite a bit. <laughs> Not that you need to stop or nothing. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Sometimes I start to believe my own press. And I start to think, man, you are pretty good. 
And then all of a sudden, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. Because all of a sudden it reminds me of where God's brought me from. And I realize it ain't Jeffrey that's anything. It's God that's everything. And as much as I despised growing up, having to go to church every Sunday. My, I, was, I, I didn't know I was a drug baby, but I was. I was drugged to church on Sunday morning. I was drugged to church on Sunday night. I was drugged to church. I was drugged all over as a baby. But you know what? When life got too big and too hard for me to handle, what happened was Jesus showed up. Because that's what it was put in my heart from this year. All the way up. Even when I ran, he was still in there going, I'm, I, I, you know, Jesus ain't lost. Oh, I found Jesus. Jesus has never been lost. You were. I found my way back to him. I want you today to understand what you're going through. Is not for nothing. I look at my wife. It's her third battle of cancer. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I look at my brother Alan. is battling cancer in Mexico. Wouldn't wish that on nobody. I do wish everybody could stand up for Jesus. Like they are during the middle of their fight. Alan, this morning, at 5.45 this morning, I got a text. Man, I've been praying all morning for you in Overton. Be blessed. Don't overdo it. No, I wish I was with you, my friend. Because when he wakes up, the first thing is he starts thinking about Jesus and the things of Jesus. In the middle of Mexico, going through treatments. You see, Job... Went through a lot of stuff, didn't he? Lost his family. Lost his wealth. Lost his health. He didn't lose his faith. And in fact, his faith becomes stronger. We try... To tell everybody, if you'll ask Jesus into your heart, your problems are over. Quit lying to your friends and family. Problems aren't over until God takes you home. Your problems ain't over. It's time to start understanding. And Krista, when you're going through something... That moment when God allowed you to release it. The peace going in was a whole lot more than the anxiety before, right? But we have to get to the point of letting it go. You have to get to the point to stop thinking you're in control. I submitted myself to my wife 
when we got married. I've told you, when I submit myself to her, that means it's now her responsibility to be caring for my well-being. And when she submits herself to me, now her well-being is also my responsibility. But when you submit yourself to Christ, who better to have in charge of your well-being? Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today. God, I thank you for the spirit that I felt here today. God, I want all of us to be able to identify in the middle of the trials that we're going through and the the battles that we're fighting, God, that you are still God. You're still our Redeemer. You're still our Savior. You're still our Vindicator. God, I pray right now that you will help us to understand and build our faith in in the middle of the trials. God, bring a peace into our lives that surpasses all a human understanding that we would be able to do and witness for the kingdom. And we're going to give you praise in Jesus' precious name. And everybody says, Amen. God bless you.